Hello everybody, Kat here. Welcome to Love First. If you're new here, welcome. If you're not, welcome back. Today we're going to be talking about Ruth, her faithfulness, but also what her love does in the long run and how her love has an impact on really the entire future. So today I'm not pulling out a specific scripture because I'm referencing the entire book of Ruth. Only a few chapters. Highly recommend reading it. If you're looking for somewhere to read in the Bible and you feel like you might get distracted really easily, Ruth is a great place to read because it is a shorter book of the Bible, but so impactful. A little background real quick. So Naomi was a woman who definitely went through quite a lot. Her husband died. And after her husband died, her two sons died, leaving just her and her two daughter-in-laws, Orpah and Ruth. Now, she tells Orpah and Ruth, go, there's nothing left for me. I'm a bitter old woman with nothing left. I can't provide anything to you. So just go back to your homes. And both daughter-in-laws say, absolutely not. We're staying with you. And Naomi insists again. And at that point, she says, go back to your people. Now, Orpah and Ruth were both Moabite women, meaning they did not serve God. They did not know God. So she tells them, go back to your families, go back to your homes, go back to your gods. There's just no point in you being here with me. Orpah decides to leave after the second little nudge to go. But Ruth stays. Ruth says, no, I'm not leaving you. I'm not going to abandon you. I will give up my home, my culture, my gods, and I will take on your home, your culture, and your gods. So let's go. And they do. And as they go back, what happens is Ruth decides to go pick up grain that's being left behind by the harvesters. They're very, they're obviously struggling financially because they have nothing. And so this is how Ruth is going to provide. Naomi's older, so Ruth's going to have to do the majority of the work here. And Ruth doesn't mind, so she goes and does it. And essentially what happens is Boaz, who is the owner of the land who she's working on, he takes pity on her. And he tells the harvesters, hey, let her take the grain. Don't give her a hard time. Let her just have it. And when Boaz comes and shows his grace on her, Ruth goes back, tells Naomi about it. Naomi tells her, hey, go and... It's kind of a weird process what she has her do, so I'll, I'll kind of paraphrase what happens. Basically, what she tells her is, go dedicate yourself as a servant to Boaz. Um, when you read it in the scripture, it may come off like it's something sensual, and it's not. It was actually a process that a lot of servants did to their to people they were committing themselves as servants to. So that's what she does, right? Ruth commits herself as a servant to Boaz, and... Basically, what Naomi wants her to do is to submit herself as a servant, hoping that Boaz will go and find somebody to marry Ruth so Ruth can have children and do what women were expected to do back then, what gave women a lot of security. So Boaz decides to, he says, you know what, I know somebody and I think it might work out. But if he decides he won't marry you, then I'll marry you myself. Right. So Boaz wants to help her out. He wants to help her. He sees he's taking pity on her. He it's not just pity in a uh, oh, you poor thing. It was true grace. And he wants to help her out. So he goes and speaks to the man who we think might 
be willing to marry her. And that man says, I can't. So Boaz says, all right, well, in front of witnesses here, you all saw that I offered it to him and he said, no, so I'm going to go marry Ruth. And that's what he does. And it wasn't just a ritual. This is a matter of Boaz's serious grace, God opening his heart to Ruth's need, to Naomi's need, and allowing good things to happen. And so God blesses Ruth and Boaz with a child. And it's from that ancestral line that Jesus comes from. So incredible. So the reason I see this from a love perspective is that because Ruth loved Naomi and did not want to leave her, and because Boaz found grace in his heart and came to love Ruth, Jesus was able to be born through that ancestral line. Now, that's impactful because Jesus's ancestral line, ancestral line has a lot of weight into seeing that it wasn't through who you'd expect that Jesus is born from, right? For example, David, it's actually their child that becomes the grandfather. It's Ruth and Boaz's child that becomes a grandfather of David. And David's line is where Jesus comes from. David was a very all over the place sinful man, but very dedicated to God. I'm not going to go too far into that, but I'm pointing that out because that's a really good example of the fact that Jesus's ancestral line was not perfect and pure. And in this case, it still applies because Ruth came from Moabite people. So Ruth wouldn't have been a believer in God her whole life. This would have been very new to her. But it's through love and commitment that Jesus was able to come from a line that serves as an example and it serves as an example because it shows that we don't have to come from some sort of perfect, pure line to be a follower of Jesus Christ and to be accepted into God's kingdom. Ruth was faithful. And I feel when we talk about the book of Ruth, the most common factor, the most common word and concept that comes out of it is faithfulness. And that is so true and so right. But there's also an aspect of love that I feel sometimes gets overshadowed. Ruth loved Naomi. She was willing and did give up everything she knew and had. She very well could have gone back to her people, found a man to marry, have a child, and have a very successful life. But it would have left Naomi with nothing. And Naomi would have lived a very sad, empty life. So Ruth didn't leave her. She said, I'm staying with you. She loved her and did not want to abandon her side. I'm bringing this up because what I take from this is that we should not diminish the impact that our love can have on other people in the long run. Ruth did not live to see Jesus being born. Ruth did not live to see the sacrifice Jesus would make, but that was her great some grandson that did that. Right? So even though you may never see the full impact. And frankly, we I don't believe we ever will see the full entire impact that our lives will have on future generations. So despite that, when we show love, when we commit ourselves to loving first, the impact can be intense and powerful and great. And God can do so, so much with that. Because Ruth chose to love first, 
because Ruth made love her first reaction, we are able to see great things come of it, amazing things come of it that we get to read about and, and praise God for. When you feel that loving first doesn't come with immediate rewards, remember Ruth. Her rewards did come. She was blessed. She was blessed with the child. She was blessed with the husband. And she was also blessed by watching Naomi find peace on earth. But more so than that, she was blessed with being an impactful woman that would serve as an example to the rest of Christians yet to come. But she never will see that come to fruition right? Because she passes on before everything happens. Before Ruth can't see me speaking to you today. Ruth can't see other ministry leaders doing the most. She didn't live to see that, but that doesn't mean it wasn't impactful in that. It doesn't mean it lost weight. So, so incredible. Impactful, beautiful, wonderful. Her choice to love first led to so many, so many great things. And she didn't do it to glorify herself. She did it because she wanted to love. And I don't know what was in her heart at that time. We don't get an insight of that. We don't get to know when she accepts God as her God. We don't know when that happens. But it's clear that it didn't happen when she chose to love first. Which leads me into a secondary point to this. You don't have to be the strongest, most firm, faithful person in God to love first. I pray that everybody becomes believers. I know that that won't happen, but I do pray that everyone becomes believers. But even if somebody is questioning coming to Jesus, or they just came to Jesus, or they're not sure or they've been believers their entire life. It doesn't matter. The point is that showing love has impact. It really, really does. There's many examples in the Bible of this where people who don't know God choose to love first and they have massive, massive impacts for the rest of history, both Christian history, but also in tangible history that the rest of the world follows and believes in. So loving first has an impact that just can't be explained in words sometimes. When we choose to love first, we are making a huge impact and there could be a massive butterfly effect to follow through. Whether you are strong in your faith or you are not, whether you are brand new to Christianity, or you've been in it forever, or whether or not you've even accepted Jesus Christ. Choosing love first can have a massive impact, and God can work with that. He can do amazing things. But when you choose to love first, you've now opened your heart. And that's what it takes for God to do amazing, wonderful things. I want to rephrase that for a second. It doesn't take anything for God to do amazing, wonderful things. He can do amazing and wonderful things when he wants to. But what I mean is that if you want amazing, wonderful, godly things to happen in your life, opening your heart, 
is how that's going to happen for you to reflect on it personally. So no matter where you are in your walk, no matter where you are in life, no matter the season that you're in, you can have a massive impact just by loving first. And I mentioned no matter what season you're in, Ruth opened her heart and loved first, despite the fact that Ruth also had just lost everything. Naomi really lost everything in the sense that now she has nobody to provide for her, but, and she also had no, she wasn't going to get remarried. Okay. The implication is that Naomi was just way too old, that that was just a, a passing point for her. She was in trouble in her eyes. She was just doomed to just end her life poor and miserable. Ruth lost everything, but had a chance to get remarried. But Ruth was also in a very difficult season. So here she does, here she goes committing herself to Naomi, working extremely hard in the fields to try to provide for them, doing as much as she possibly can to provide for them. And yet she still chose to love first. She chose sacrifice. Sacrifice from having a life that could have just had plenty of material wealth on earth so that she could remain faithful to Naomi. It's because she chose to love first that amazing, amazing things happen. And we also have a story to live by and a person to look up to and emulate. Don't ever feel like the love you show for others goes unnoticed. Or don't ever feel like it's without purpose. God can do amazing, amazing things when we choose to love first. I hope that leaves you with a little something, a little encouragement to keep going, keep going at it. It's not easy. Loving first is not easy. I don't imagine it was easy for Ruth to tell her, yeah, I'm going to give up every opportunity I have for security to be with you and not have a single clue what's going to happen. I have no idea what's about to happen, but I'm going to give up everything because I love you and I'm not abandoning you. And God worked with that. So don't worry if it's not easy. God can still do amazing things with that. I'm praying for you all. I'm praying that this does something for you in your life. And I'm praying that this gives you just a little bit more encouragement to start your day, end your day, keep going through your day, whatever time you're listening to this. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. As always, God bless. Have a fabulous day. And I will speak to you all next time.